Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, December 14th. Time for Kevin's commentary. I like to start off with a shot, a quote, and a gratitude. The shot today is nice and simple. It's wildflower honey infused with green jalapenos, nothing else. Pretty straightforward. Not that hot, but a great way to start the day. So down the hatch with the shot. And our quote today, I love this one. Live as if you were to die tomorrow. Learn as if you were to live forever. It's Mahatma Gandhi. What am I grateful for? Well, I just got back from a medical conference and... I have to say I'm grateful for the doctors specifically who are making the change. They're really getting behind the natural health movement and building a true healthcare system. You know, I think what we're seeing now is a division. I, I've said our current healthcare system should be renamed. It's the sick care system. It's exactly what it's designed to do to keep you sick but to take care of you while you're sick because there's an awful lot of money in that. But these doctors have seen the light and they're willing to admit they were wrong and the system is broken and they're working to fix it. Uh, this was one of the first conferences I've been to that was really dominated by uh, medical personnel, doctors, nurse practitioners. Uh, so it was interesting to see and very encouraging. All right, so uh, what am I reading today? This one, I absolutely love this story. You know, I, I kind of tell a version of this story sometimes when I talk about my grandfather being an owner-operator in, oh, we would have been talking the 1920s uh, for my grandfather. This actually, this article, it was in Freightwaves Classic, first transcontinental truck delivery happened 110 years ago. Uh, it was September 20th, 1912. A group of drivers from the Charles W. Young Company arrived at San Francisco City Hall, completing what is believed to be the first transcontinental delivery by truck. It goes without saying that the journey was drastically different from a trip across the country today. Um, it was actually, uh, the Teamsters were a big part of it. Now, remember that the term Teamster came from horses, teams of horses. That's how we moved things prior to the truck. So the Teamsters have been around for a long time. Um, I've got some other news about the Teamsters here later in this, uh, episode, but they, uh, they left from Philadelphia, and they were the uh, the cargo was three tons, six thousand pounds of olive soap. Six thousand pounds—it's actually quite a bit when you think about uh, how long ago that was in the truck. So the, it took ninety-one days to complete the trip. No established roads, gas stations, or bathrooms for most of the passage. The truck was bare bones 
with much less than comfortable seating, no shocks and no windows. Uh, They had lots of breakdowns. Pretty interesting though, four years later, so it took them 91 days to make that trip. Four years later, the trip was done in 30 days, Uh, virtually the same mileage. And let's see, 50 years after the 1916 trip, uh, Teamsters took the same route and completed it in just six days. So that would have been 1966. They were able to do it in three days. Yeah, I've talked about that because my grandfather was contracted to uh, one of the major moving companies. And he did cross-country work. And, you know, you measured the time in weeks usually. So, and these were all done with multiple drivers, these trips that we're talking about here. What else do we have going on today? I've got a lot. How should I organize this? Well, let's uh, let's stick with the Teamsters. <sighs> Not only has trucking changed, but the Teamsters certainly have changed. Um, President, President Biden just awarded a $36 billion bailout to Teamsters pensions. This is total bullshit. This is so so wrong. It's right up there with paying off student loan debt. When are we going to start holding people responsible for the decisions they make? You know, I have been around the Teamsters my whole life. I grew up, most of my family were Teamsters members. At one point, my father, four brothers, two brother-in-laws, and a couple of uncles. That was my life growing up, Teamsters. I didn't understand it for a long time. Seemed like a great thing. We got a free turkey at Thanksgiving, a free ham at Christmas. Uh, But as I started growing up and I, I started hearing the stories, I had a problem with it almost immediately. Didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, But at that point, it was just, did I want to work in a system like that? No, I really didn't. Uh, I I was a part of the Teamsters for a very short period of time as an owner-operator. I hated it. But I have no problem with unions existing. No problem at all. And if people want to join them, they should. I don't have a problem with that. What the other thing that I've heard my adult life, I started driving at 22, and I did local P&D work. So 20 or 30 stops a day. I was in Northeast Ohio, very heavy union stronghold. Most of the, the stops that I went to during the day, whether they were pickups or deliveries, there were also a lot of union drivers there, far more union drivers in P&D work by far. I was outnumbered about, uh, oh, probably 10 to 1. And I saw the same drivers, so we got to be friends. But, you know, there was a huge difference. Those guys took their time for lunch. They took their time everywhere. They were paid by the hour, and and they did a lot of bragging about how much money they made and how awesome their pension was and how they didn't have to save money in a 401k or a retirement account because it was taken care of. And on the other hand, I was jumping out of a cab over and running to the dock because that's how you made money. You had to hustle and you had to work. 
And I was struggling because at that point, it didn't seem like there was ever going to be enough money to actually start saving for retirement. But you know what? I stuck with it and I figured it out and I put some money aside and I'll I'll probably be okay for retirement. But what if I would have just really screwed up all my investments? Or what if some financial advisor would have screwed up all my investments? Would anybody be coming to bail me out right now? Hell no. Why are we bailing out unions? This is disgusting to me. And it's not the first time. The last time I remember talking about this, there was another Democrat in office. We went through this several years ago. How many times are we going to bail out these pension funds? Nobody else gets bailed out. Your 401k is your responsibility, not anybody else's. And that's the way it should be. This kind of stuff just makes me absolutely crazy. They are taking money away from people that have no retirement whatsoever. They're taking money away from 20-year-olds to pay for this. They have to. The government has no money. If the government's giving the Teamsters $36 billion, it's coming out of your pocket. It's wrong, and it should stop. Uh, Speaking of wrong and wronger, um, more government, I don't even know what to call it anymore, corruption, ineptitude. Um, The feds indict a truck company owner and a tax advisor in Tennessee for PPP fraud. I've read so many of these stories, I'm absolutely sick of these. That... uh, It honestly goes back to the lockdowns. If we didn't lock down, which was a really stupid thing to do, we wouldn't have had to pay out all this money in these programs. If you remember right, I actually agreed with the programs at the time. Not that I liked them. If it was my choice, we wouldn't have locked down. We wouldn't have needed the programs. But we did lock down, and you can't put people out of business because you make them stay in their home for no good reason So I agreed with the money, but it was a disaster. And the fraud has been rampant. This one small trucking company was was able to scam over three quarters of a million dollars and their tax preparer was in on it. There's a lot of this happening, unfortunately. What else do we have? Uh, AB5, it's the song that never ends. It's the case that just won't go away. But the news is not good. Um, A federal district court decided it will not hold a hearing for um, a new preliminary injunction on AB5. So AB5 is the law in California. There's nothing to slow it down at the moment. They may have another shot to get an injunction in May, but they may not. Um, I know OIDA was filing something again, but uh, this doesn't look good. This also, you know, three articles today, all, all dealing with the Teamsters. This not directly, but um, AB5 was pushed heavy by the Teamsters. It's still supported by the Teamsters. The opposition is still funded by the Teamsters. So um, obviously I'm not a big fan of the unions in trucking. Not definitely not a big fan of AB5, but it is currently the law in California. There's not a lot to slow it down right now. 
Uh, more government fun. Trucking braces for new heavy-duty engine emission standards. The Biden administration will soon issue new tailpipe emission standards for uh, trucks that most truckers, from single owner operators to owners of large fleets, um, warn could place heavy truck cost burdens on the U.S. economy as a recession already looms. Um, we are going to get uh, new new standards for model year 2027 and again in 2031. Um, or that's option number one, or it's possible we'll get all of those standards pushed into 2027. Uh, I'm not going to go through the technicalities on this. It's about NOx and particulate and all kinds of things. Uh, it's going to be very expensive. I'm not even sure how they're going to meet some of these emission standards, honestly. So, um, even though we've talked a lot about how we, we finally feel like we may have this under control, we're just going to have to wait to see what these new standards are. If they have to meet all of these requirements by 2027, it's going to be a disaster. So as we get some more details on this one, I'll be talking about it more, um, maybe giving you some resources to fight back against this one. Not that I think it's going to do much good, Um Trucking is going to get very expensive. Um, my next couple of stories are about, uh, of all things, electric, which we will we will be talking about electric vehicles from now on. That's just not, um, there really isn't any other choice. And autonomous, I have stories about both of those. Um, the big story in electric vehicles right now, the cost of batteries are actually going up. That's an a change in trend for the last ooh, several years, many years, batteries go down in price and get better. Kind of like computing, you know, the power gets better, the price goes down, except that's not happening now. The battery price is going up pretty significantly and that's going to be a big factor in electric vehicles. Um, but I also am noticing a lot more headlines about autonomous. So here's the uh, headline, full speed ahead, bringing autonomous trucks to the road. Uh, DHL, several companies really working hard on autonomous technology again. For a while, I wasn't seeing a whole lot about that. Also, another headline, I'm not going to go too deep into these. Um, this is going to change so much, but I just noticed these patterns and I'm noticing a pattern of the, the autonomous trucks being back in the news today. Here's another one. Uber Freight and Volvo announce autonomous partnership. Um, Uber Freight and Volvo Autonomous Solutions on Wednesday announced a multi-phase commercial and technology partnership to deploy Volvo's autonomous transport solution on the Uber freight network. So, you know, I, I, I've been kind of uh, boycotting Uber from the beginning. You know, I, I loved their car share app, their car ride app, um, although I won't use it. I don't have Uber on my phone. I use Lyft exclusively because I didn't like the idea that Uber was 
kind of putting people in business and then developing technology to put them back out of business and the same kind of stuff happening in trucking. So um, I just have a feeling we're, we're going to be back into this, this pattern of hearing a lot about autonomous vehicles. All right, uh, I'm looking at the clock. Looks like we're going to have to wrap this up. Uh, I'm a little behind on a lot of things that uh, my trip last week to that medical conference really did uh, kind of bust my schedule a little bit. It was a last minute decision um, to go to that event, but I'm really glad I did. A lot of good things came out of it. So I'm going to wrap this up. I'll be with you on the live show here in about, uh, well, about 11 minutes. We'll see you then. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.